Get your head out of the clouds Get your feet back on the ground Get stuck into pop culture We'd stick around Hello there and welcome to Stick Around the podcast characterised by a pattern of persistent or recurrent gaming behaviour as recognised by the World Health Organisation. Sponsored by the discontinuance of the Microsoft Connect, failing to live up to its potential since 2010. Does anyone else own a Connect? I'm guessing, I'm guessing not in this group. Maybe Flux. Yeah, I've got, I've got mine. Um, but literally, all I use it for is voice commands. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's it's purely for convenience' sake. Oh, absolutely, yeah. The ability to pause something or turn the volume up without leaving the sofa is fantastic. Wow. Yeah, I can imagine that being useful. Yeah, all credit to Microsoft for that. That is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) It's revolutionised my life. (laughs) (laughs) We're here for um, the first of our Best of 2017 list. This is the Games episode. Here with um, Games expert Dave Peeling. Hello. Games expert Clive Fisher. Ahoy, hoy. And games expert James Flux. Hi everyone. I am here as um, games layman Alex Wayne, and um, yeah, I'm also arbiter for today. So I'm settling any debates about this because we've got a bit of a different format. Um, yeah, we're going to try and come up with a collaborative list rather than individual lists. We'll still mention our individual lists after, but the main, the main, the big deal is the collaborative list. <laughs> yeah. So there's no arguments. Um, <laughs> basically. I'm going to decide the strength of everyone's lists, and I'm in total command. So, um, <laughs> very much like Theresa May. Uh... <laughs> yeah, but well, no, I mean, I'm, I'm far more in command than Theresa May. But um, more stressed. Yeah. Um, right, I believe we're going to start by reading down all of the games nominated uh, by your stick around experts today. Indeed. So we could nominate up to five each. I think some of us have only nominated four. That's fine. Yeah, for instance, I've nominated only two. Um, I'm going to read down the full the full list of nominated games, which I believe is it's only 17 strong, so you can see that we've been playing a lot of older games this year as well. Um, first game up was Splatoon 2, nominated by Clive. Uh, we had Zelda Breath of the Wild, uh, nominated by Clive and Dave. Super Mario Odyssey, nominated by Clive, Dave and myself. Mario plus Rabbids, Kingdom Battle, nominated by Clive. Fast RMX, also nominated by Clive. Uh, Resident Evil 7, Biohazard, nominated by myself. Cuphead, nominated by Flux. Star Wars Battlefront 2, nominated by Flux. Injustice 2, as nominated by Flux. Uh, Yuka Lele, uh, nominated by Flux. And Call of Duty World War II, nominated by Dave. And finally, Monument Valley, Mon- Monument Valley 2, as nominated by Dave. Game postponed, pause panel, score draw. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a solid list. There's some, there's some glaring things that are... Uh... But we'll we'll get into that. <laughs> I should I should uh, note that uh, Clive Fisher also nominated Battlefront Two, and yeah. well, according to the updated list, as we were talking, I, Boo. Thought that was intentional. I did not. 
No, Clive just Wait, typed. I lots. think I just clicked my thing there. But I, oh, I, I, I was expecting Dave to say I nominated that as well. But then I did. I did nominate Battlefront too. I was just going to let Al do his thing. Oh, okay. Can, uh, okay. can I put right. a big caveat on this list? That actually, it turns out that lots of the games I've been playing this year weren't released in 2017. So I've done more than I've nominated here, and I have Same. games <laughs> in particular. Uh, at Christmas, I um, I received uh, Wolfenstein Two which I realise, based on other people's reviews, may well have featured on this list had I actually got round to playing it in 2017. Mm-hmm. So there are there are definitely, this isn't, yeah, there, there may well be things missing here, and that's not because we um, don't even think, think they're the worthy shit. of our top 12. <laughs> it's just that yeah, we're only humans. Yeah, we've uh, it's what we've played, yeah. And I think I noticed that all the stuff that came out this year that I played was on the was the stuff on the Switch because obviously the Switch came out this year, so I had no choice there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> whereas I've played a lot of stuff on the PS4, but all of it I've noticed came out last year, so or the year before, most of it last year. So, so it wasn't eligible for this list. And there's quite a few things I want to catch up on, like you, Dave. So, and it's it's I find it weird in gaming. This is particularly difficult because of the fact things come out at different times on different consoles, and it's always hard. For example, Overcooked I've enjoyed. However, I haven't put it... It would be on the top five if, it, if we're counting as a game that came out this year, but it only came out this year on Switch. came out on everything else last year, so I don't know where it stands <laughs> in that in that uh, listing. So, well, it's tricky. I mean, weirdly, from my perspective, I, I thought I'd only played two new games this year. Uh, I've actually mm-hmm. played three, yet the third one didn't make my top five. Which <laughs> wow, that's a damning indictment. That's a, I'm that's not a sure how that works. <laughs> it's so bad doing nothing was uh, three places better than it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Wait, I'll, I'll ask you later what that game is, because I'm intrigued. Well, I mean, t- to be fair, it's maybe not as bad as I've damned it there. It just didn't feel good enough to make any top five list, even if you've only played two games. Okay. Um, <laughs> Okay, yeah, right, fair enough. Um, so anyway, we're going to go around. We're going to cut. We're going to suggest one to cut until we've got five left each. And as we go around, and we can argue, you know, whether we think something should stay on or whatever. And then when we've got the five, we'll worry about getting them in order. So, uh, Al, do you want to? Okay. So um, we're going to go around. We're going to go around the group. Um, who would like to nominate their first game to be cut from this list and make an argument as to why? I'll, I'll throw one out. Um, I'm going to cut... Before I start, I want to give an honourable mention to Mario Kart 8 Deluxe because I've absolutely loved it this year, but it did... I think it was second on my 2014 game of the year and it's basically the same thing with a few things added. It has aged brilliantly. It's still fantastic. I love it, but I've not put it on my list because of the fact... Even though it did come out this year on the Switch, I think it is basically an old game. Um, I'm going to cut Fast RMX, which is the lowest of the <laughs> ranked ones of the ones that I've put on here, which is a futuristic space racer, which I think was great fun. Um, I really enjoyed the fact it's... I've played quite a few of space racers this year, and I'm a big fan of F-Zero, and it really kind of scratched that itch. But it didn't... I don't think it's going to hang in this list, A, because uh, Flux and Dave haven't played it, and B, because I just don't think... I don't think it should be up there. It's not quite got enough personality. The gameplay is really good. It's a fantastic effort from a studio of like four people. Um, really impressive and I've really enjoyed it. It's well worth the money I paid for it and I'll probably carry on playing it because it's something that you come back to quite a lot to try and beat your times and stuff. And I'd highly recommend it for anyone who's into space races on the Switch but I don't think it's quite top five 
calibre. So that's going to be the first to go. I can't imagine anyone's going to argue against that. No, I mean, um, I've never even heard of it. Um, <laughs> so that, that feel, feels like a fair game to, to brutally cut from the list. One down. Okay, we'll go to Dave Peeling next. What are you going to nominate to be cut from this list? Okay, um, thanks, Al. So uh, I think I'm going to be cutting Monument Valley 2 from this list. Uh, I reviewed it earlier in the year. It was it was fine. Um, it was very <laughs> similar to 2014's Monument Valley, most famous now for... Um, being enjoyed by um, sex pests, Kevin Spacey in House of Cards. Um, <laughs> Monument Valley Two was just—it was very much a continuation of the first one. It didn't add anything new or interesting, really. And as I said at the time, it wasn't—I don't think it was good value for money. And I think that's got to be a, a key component of um, of buying a game in in the year that it's produced when it's when they are are expensive is it is it worth the money that you're going to have to spend on it to buy it in the year that it's made and i i think this falls short so that would be my nomination um yeah <clears throat> i've not played that so that sounds fair enough let's uh yeah, yeah same i can only to Dave on that. i've only played the first one which i did enjoy but if it's not much of a sort of progression then i don't think it Deserves to hang in the list. <laughs> Purely for the basis that Kevin Spacey's played it. It needs to get off the list. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right, okay. I mean, although... I sure hope he's not that, played Zelda. Oh, you better fucking not have done uh, <laughs> Harvey Weinstein's favourite game is Mario Odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> Debatable. Can you imagine if someone's rehab? asked him that this year? Like, of all the things you might ask him about in an interview. <laughs> someone's asked him what his favourite video game was. It definitely wouldn't be Mario Odyssey, I'd hope. Probably Dead or, Dead or Alive Beach Ball. Does anyone remember that? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Or nah. Senran Kagura or something. <laughs> Who knows? Anyway, Monument Valley 2 has gone, which means we've got 1, 2, 3, 4, it's 5, done. 6, 7, 8. 10 left still, so we've got 5 okay. more to cut. James Flux, what are you going to nominate to be slashed from this list? I'm going to follow the trend, mate, and probably knock off uh, the last one on my list, which is Ukulele. Um, I've not reviewed it on the podcast, so I'll um, I'll give it I'll give it the usual. Uh, developed by Platonic Games and published by Team Seventeen, most famous for Worms. Um, ukulele. I put it on this list because I thought it was a really good game of the year, like of twenty seventeen. I personally haven't played it much. I actually bought it for my wife because um, she her favorite game of all time is Banjo Kazooie. This is made by um, like Platonic is set up by Rare by a few ex-employees who couldn't get the rights to Banjo-Kazooie and made Ukulele a very, very similar game. Um, pretty, pretty much in the spirit of Banjo-Kazooie. I don't think, I don't think they're denying that it's effectively Banjo-Kazooie without the characters Banjo and Kazooie. Um, but it, was, it looked really good. The play sort of animations were fantastic. There's loads and loads of colours, really kind of bright and vibrant. Um, and the gameplay is good. I just... I appreciate no one else has played it in this list and I haven't played that much of it as I say I bought it for my wife I only played it a little bit um, when she gets stuck effectively um, so I'm not sure I'm going to be able to do a fantastic case of defending it in, t- in terms of a top five but it is a really good game and if people who like Banjo-Kazooie and kind of want that nostalgia collect them all platformer vibe definitely go out and get it Cool yeah this one kind of got middling reviews didn't it but I've heard everyone who, who wanted a another Banjo-Kazooie is really happy with it I think 
reviews just didn't like it because it was basically just that and they yeah, thought yeah. That, that had a- that had aged a little bit in a way but i really want to i'm waiting for it to drop in price on the switch and because i've heard that that version in particular is a bit more uh polished because i know it had a few issues previously although i'm sure the ps4 version is now polished <laughs> i'd hope <laughs> um but yeah so i will play it at some point so we will cut that but I am excited to um, play it at some point because uh, I'm also a big Banjo Kazooie fan. I suppose on, I now. could cut one at this point, but the only problem is I've only nominated two. Everybody right. else has been selfless and not uh, cut one of their own games. Oh. Yeah, I don't uh, think you need to cut anything at this point. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I think I you're out of the you're out of the rotations. Yours. In fact, yeah, we could try and cut one of yours, and you'd have to. Argue. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, I'd like but, to hear um, Al try and cut one that he's not played and we've not spoken about from someone else's <laughs> list. That's a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> just to see oh, right, okay. what kind of because like you've you've heard our reviews of some of these things, obviously. Yeah, there might be something where you're thinking, I have no idea what that is. Somebody defend it. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. I'm going to force somebody. I'm going to play, um, you know, Internet Neckbeard's favourite game of Devil's Advocate. Um, <laughs> I'm going to force somebody to defend one of their picks. Not. I'm right. not even going to nominate. They, might, this they game. might not even really defend it. You might hit yeah. something that someone's like. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to nominate it necessarily because I don't want to see it in the list. Just just to see what they go with. Yeah. Dave's usually quite fun to spar with, so I'm going to nominate COD World War Two to be cut. Purely on the basis that people I work with only play Call of Duty or FIFA, and that really irritates me. So I'm going <laughs> to nominate to be cut. Dave, any any counter argument? Okay, so um, yeah, Call of Duty World War Two. I did talk about this on a previous episode. Um, it came out earlier this year, and I was really looking forward to it um, because. I got into Call of Duty before it went online and, and Call of Duty then was all set around World War II. Um, the the single player um, feature was... Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. It had a bit of a flabby middle, but some of the, um, some of the epic landscapes in the Battle of the Bulge um, and um, some of the really innovative features... Uh, escorting, for example, uh, when you had to escort a um, uh, a bomb technician up a up a muddy hill. Um, usually, when you're playing first person shooter and you come across an escort mission, it's usually um, it, it usually forces you to pull all of your hair out because the uh, AI around that is usually absolutely terrible. This, however, worked really, really well. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. You could put down genuine kind of covering fire for people and they would always move. I never came across a situation where they got stuck behind a wall or walked out in front of a sniper. Um, that, that that all worked really well. The storyline um, may have laid it on maybe just a touch too thick with some of the bits set around a concentration camp at the end, but actually it did a much better job compared to most uh, first-person shooters, of uh, demonstrating the kind of human cost of a genuine conflict. Um, and and for that, I think it, was, it, it worked really well. The online modes, um, the, the, uh, the, the big kind of feature of the standard Call of Duty online mode, and this one was a feature called War, where um, uh, two teams fought over um, kind of objectives that work their way across a map. Um, one mode saw you um, as the attackers coming off landing craft uh, in Normandy 
and trying to take uh, bunkers uh, overlooking the beach before you pushed back to take over um, anti-aircraft guns further back. The the mechanics there worked really well. I was really happy with this. Um, the games were big enough um, that they felt they felt epic in proportion. There were uh, there was a nice balance, particularly on the landing craft level of um, uh, of bots to real uh, real characters. So you might think that if you were uh, a defender manning a machine gun in a bunker overlooking the beaches at Normandy, that you could just mow down absolutely everything that was coming. And and the developers here did a really good job of mixing in a number of bots that behaved in really uh, really natural looking ways so that you could kind of hide among them as you were attacking the beach. Little things like that were done really, really well. There's a really nice balance to the game. I played just as many games where my team won as lost, as defenders and as attackers. Um, Because because of the way the scoring worked, it was scored around objectives and um, the, the game was really well thought out in terms of spawn points and sniper points. There was none of that kind of classic camping going on that you've, you might be familiar with from, from Call of Duty. That worked really, really well. Um, and the, I say the scoring meant that everyone was playing the objective. Um, so I always found that really fun. There was a genuine sense of teamwork there with strangers from across the, from across the internet. However, its big failing was there were only two maps available to people when when purchased at the standard price on the shop in the shop i think pre-orders and premium pass type people could have had an extra war map but i think that still only brought you to the three and that's quite a limited selection for a game that they want you to be playing for hundreds of hours potentially uh and then that brings me on to nazi zombies which um was classic absolutely classic nazi zombies i found it like absolutely relentless fun constant jump scares but also absolutely zany manic planning um to try and move on to the next uh the next the next phase of the story in uh releasing you and your other characters from this uh, from this town infested with zombies as boss playing as david tennant which was quite fun um so <laughs> old. i don't number I don't, one I, I i would never have put this on this list as a contender for number one I uh, I think there are definitely better games on this list, but when I look down this list, um, I think that it is it is certainly worthy of being in consideration for the top five. I think there are um, there there are games here that are going to uh, be absolutely fun, and people are going to absolutely have enjoyed, and um, I look forward to hearing about them. But yeah, I, I think I think that on balance, this definitely stands in contention for being in the top five games of 2017. Ooh. A spirited Ooh. defense, a spirited defense. I was expecting um, you to, to go for a cut then, Dave. <laughs> well. Because uh, I thought you were I thought you were more middling on it when you reviewed it, but obviously I was. Um, ooh, is it me? It's me now, Al, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, so, so, or we're going to, or we're going to debate. Well, I think, I don't know. My, I haven't played cards, so I can't comment, but my, my sort of opinion of it being cut would be, We've had about 700 first-person shooters at this point. I don't think there's anything particularly original about it from what I hear. Um, does it do anything that makes, I don't know, that makes it stand out from other shooters other than just being a new thing with a new skin, of a World War Two skin? And I'll be making this argument for Battlefront 2 later as well, so <laughs> uh, we'll, see, we'll see how this goes. But, yeah, I just don't know if it's... Whereas I think of some of these other things on the list uh, have a bit more originality to them or do something new um, I'm looking particularly at say Resident Evil 7 
even though I haven't played it, um, and Cuphead, w- along with the the obvious ones. Um, that's that would be my sort of argument for why it probably isn't going to make the top five. Don't know what Flux, don't know what you think, Flux. Have you pl- have you played this? I can't remember. I haven't, mate. No. Okay. Um, I. Like Dave, I don't think it's going to compete for number one, but I definitely think that it's capable of hanging around maybe four or five. My, So I'm sort of trying to consider it against the other games that I think are around that level. Right. I'm going to ask Dave a question on it, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, that, and that is going to impact the answer is going to impact my vote. Which okay. do you think is better, Dave? Star Wars or COD? Star Wars. Okay, I was also going to ask that actually because I was yeah. thinking we probably don't want. In which more case, than one I would probably vote games. to kick that because I would say that that's probably hanging around the four or five between the two of them. They're both. I mean, I've played. Level. I don't Star think they're going to compete for number one. I think I'm, I've got a vague idea which one number one's going to be, and I don't think either of them is going to compete to throw that from the top spot. So on that basis alone, I would say cut COD and keep Star Wars in contention for that. Right? Should we do? Point. Should we do a vote round then? <laughs> so okay. Flux, has, Flux has gone cut. Al. Um, I'll stick with my absolutely arbitrary cut. Okay, I'm going to cut as well. Sorry, Dave. That's fine. <laughs> it was well a... argued, though. It, it was, was well argued. argued. Yeah. Oops. Uh, I want to put well, it. I, want to, I wanted to test myself more than. Uh... Uh, yeah, because <laughs> I could I could have cut it, but I was interested to see what I could come up in defence of it. I so think you defence fine. It's not. I, I, I'm absolutely totally comfortable that it's not on a consensus top five for cool for stick around. Absolutely. Good. You did definitely defend it very well. <clears throat> it would have taken a ridiculous defence for me to not vote to cut, but that's probably a slight bias against those kind of games. But um, right, we. So it's me. Oh god, this is hard. I want to be thingy and cut my game, but you cut what you need to cut, Clive. Yeah, I'm trying to think. It's... I think Flux was a big fan of Injustice Two, from what I remember. So I think that should be hanging. Battlefront Two, I'm so conflicted on because uh, I don't want. I don't know if we should, I want to have this conversation just yet. I don't think it should be that. It, it, it would annoy me if it was in the top five because what EA have done with it basically <laughs> pissed me off. Um, even though I think, well, okay, fuck it, let's have this argument now. Star Wars Battlefront Two, <laughs> boom. Um, because right, here's my argument. Basically, the core gameplay is, and Dave mentioned this is great. It's fun. I'm having fun with it. I'm actually using it as a sort of thing of trying to get better at first person shooters using one that I quite like the the combat of however there are so many problems like when it first came out they did this thing which was blatantly trying to get money off people with loot boxes and that pissed me off they've got rid of it but now there's still this stupid thing of you constantly getting boxes of stuff and I'm like can't I just earn what I want rather than having these endless boxes thrown at me and it's like this mechanic that's kind of addictive you're like yeah I want the next box but you kind of hate it because you know it's just taking advantage of your human psychology and I'm just like ah fuck you EA a lot of the time when I'm playing it um and then the campaign I didn't I've just finished it I didn't like it at all I thought it was the story was just a bit rubbish like the the set pieces and stuff and the actual gameplay was fine because it's a shooter and you know we've had 20 years experience of making shooters it's quite hard to make a bad one at this point I think but um the, 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 I, didn't, I don't like where the campaign went whatsoever. I thought it was just... I think it started off interestingly and it had a, a silly twist that didn't work very well. There's a cheesy love story thrown in for no good reason. Mm. Um, and then it also just randomly comes up with, oh, now you get to play as Luke Skywalker and now you get to play as Han Solo and now you get to play as... And that just felt ham-fisted in there. I didn't need that. And it felt a little bit like, oh, now you get to play as this character that at the minute you can't afford 
because uh, oh, uh, oh that's fun so now you might want to buy some crystals <laughs> obviously now you can't buy the crystals anymore <laughs> but uh, on release you could and this might be me being overly cynical but I just thought it was a bit like trying to advertise the heroes that weren't quite unlocked yet so that you would then go and buy them which again I hated it just annoys me that something that could be like this could be one of my favourite games of the year no doubt if it, if they'd just done a decent campaign because it's a slightly less serious shooter style, which I really like. You know, it reminds me a little bit of Goldeneye in that sense. And if they just... The multiplayer's fine. Like, the, the modes are fine. There's nothing particularly revolutionary about it. It's just putting a skin on, you know, shooters. But it does it in a way that does make you feel like you're in that world. And that's really good. But the progression system is so convoluted and stupid. It, I just... Basically, you have to dig through a lot of shite to get to the good stuff. And that's what... And I just hate the way you've uh, kind of gone about this, and that's what the reason I wouldn't want this on the list. <laughs> Although I could definitely be persuaded if people, you know, love it. If if you two think it's great, then it needs to be on there. But I just wanted to say my piece about I have a lot of reservations with it, and I've very I've come very close to just bringing it back to the shop a few times. But the thing holding me back is that I do actually enjoy the the, the shooting bit of it, and I'm enjoying getting better at that. But I just think there's so many things about it that a bad that it shouldn't really be here <laughs> that's my argument for it okay can i go okay yeah yeah go go so um i absolutely agree with the the criticisms of the loot boxes and crystals um the game that was planned to be released until the last minute was a terrible idea it required people to spend four and a half thousand hours of play or $2,100 to unlock all the unlockables. Um, That is obviously utterly farcical. However, that wasn't the game that was released. All those not I realise there are still plenty of criticisms of this game, but that particular one has been taken away from this game. I don't get... Only because people whinge, though. Yeah, absolutely. So So people won here. Yeah, definitely. The, the 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 loot box system that is still in there with with the crates that allow you to unlock certain star cards. I uh, my my criticism of that is that I don't have any. I don't I don't care about it at all. Um, it's it's superfluous to me. I don't feel any joy or have any interest in in getting them. I'm accruing loads of credits, but I've got nothing to spend them on now because I've already unlocked all the heroes. So. Um, and I've only I've not played four thousand five hundred hours of this game, so they've <laughs> they've obviously adjusted that an awful yeah, yeah. lot. Like I I'm I I uh, I'm about rank seventeen or eighteen, something like that. So by no means am I, you know, um, setting the world alight with my capability in this game. I've I've probably only averaged six or seven hours a week since it came out. So. Maybe a touch more than that, but not much more. Um, I've certainly not played it in the last kind of fortnight because I've been away, uh, uh, and I'm I'm already at that kind of level. So I think the leveling up has been has been much better arranged. I think it's there are lots of I I, I the game has not done itself any favors with its pre-release, or certainly the companies that have developed it and are promoting it have not done themselves any favors with the with the game that was envisaged. But it's not the game that's come out. The the remnants of those credit systems are are still there and they are ugly and they don't really make a great deal of intuitive sense so i think my my criticism of this game is is its lack of intuitive 
uh, uh, leveling up and so on it just kind of leaves you to get on with it and see what happens but I tell you what I was left to get on with it and I've loved every single minute of it the the actual gameplay itself I think is fantastic I think the um, the balance of weapons has been done really really well you can play a style of trooper that you find to, to fit your playstyle best be it a sniper type be it a you, you like um, quick firing uh, weapons or you like heavy hitting weapons or some combination thereof um, the, the game is really well balanced I've played any number of levels and uh, I, you know it's not always going to be clear which side is going to, to win next the I will never get over how fun it is to run around as a stormtrooper firing blasters. The 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 noise, the sound is epic. The the um the the the, the thought has been put into the way uh, the levels look and feel compared to the compared to the films that you know and love is fantastic. You can run around uh, Maz uh, uh, Maz's castle and find the room where Ray um, uses the gets up a lightsaber in an online game. Um, and um, I was I was talking yesterday very briefly to Clive about uh, the level in that's been unlocked in Battlefront 2 since the release of Star Wars: The Last Jedi um, that revealed the, the 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 epic final battle on on Crate, which um, for those who well I think it's in the trailers it's. Um, it, it's the level. It, it's it's the world that looks white, but when the dust is is unsettled, it, it comes out as a kind of brilliant blood red. To play that as the kind of gunner in the in an imperial walker or as a resistance fighter scuttling around in trenches in the middle of this desert, um, it is fantastic. It looks absolutely epic. The sound is brilliant. The visuals are utterly outstanding. And to do that in an in an online game that is very well balanced, that doesn't have camping, that um, where every weapon is fun. It, it, it is a genuine fun to play with. It sounds brilliant. That that's all brilliantly well done. The heroes, I, I've, um, that th- was there is something of a waiting towards those uh, heroes that play with the lightsabers. My God, is it fun to run around and mow down people as Luke Skywalker or as Yoda? It's that the balance isn't so much that they shift the way uh, whole battles work. So that's been well done. But they are so powerful that you feel genuinely. Uh, as though you are operating on a higher level to everyone else that's that's going around you. Um, the heroes versus villains um, online feature is uh, is just absolutely manic, and but it's 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 terrific fun um, playing as uh, Darth Maul fighting against Rey. Um, it, it's it's yeah, it, it's very well done. I think the the smaller levels blast. I'm I don't really play so much of. It's a classic kind of team deathmatch thing. I've never been a particular fan of that type of that type of map. But I get that there are people who play online that uh, that live for that. Whereas Strike is a small objective based um, level, and people really do play the objective. And I love that about this game. There is there is a proper feeling of teamwork. Whilst some of the mechanics around cr- creating a squad and then accruing battle points at a greater rate if you play as that squad, some of that is is is, is has been poorly thought out. You, it, that very rarely happens. That said, people from all across the entire team do play together. So the squad bit within the teams is is slightly broken, but teams do play together. Teams do go and move objectives, 
and the the number of those games I've seen finish on the absolute last half second, the last spawn, um, have been absolutely brilliant and it's thrilling. Um, so yeah, so um, I don't I I wasn't that fussed with a Call of Duty ended up in the top five, but I think that this game has built on everything play uh, playability and gameplay wise. It's built on everything that the first Battlefront. Um, brought to the fore the fact you can play across all three um, trilogies eras you can play as um, Ray and, and and Phasma you can play as Yoda you can play as Darth Maul um, I still don't know why there is no Obi-Wan Kenobi in this game I'd love to play as Obi-Wan Kenobi but um, maybe that's for later on down the line I think all those things once you've cut through the the bad PR once you've decided you're just going to try and ignore the the leveling up system because it it gives you this sense that it is important there are little things that come up in the loading screens telling you to make sure you fill all your star card slots i've not found it to be that important it's uh, it allows you to kind of customize your character a little bit to make them slightly more useful for the way you play but already the things are the weapons are so well balanced the character types are so well balanced it's not that important i think the key to this game is is just knuckling down and playing it and as soon as you forget about all that and you just let the running around with a blaster trying to um trying to knock darth vader's helmet off whilst he's looking the other way those 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 epic uh, elements to it far outweigh the um, the kind of bad PR that it's had and the things that it's not done well. Okay, another <clears throat> passionate defence. Um, <laughs> I think you know we were talking about mental health problems at the start of the episode. I think Dave's <laughs> going to have some more if you if we're forced to cut this. Um, Brilliant, James Flux. What is your opinion on this? I mean, obviously, it made my list as well, and I was getting ready for uh, an impassioned defence, and then. Dave said everything that I was going to say about it, to be honest. And and my response would be fairly similar to Dave's in that the thing Clive doesn't like about this game is the way EA handled it. And much like the rebellion conquering the Empire, the people won. Do you know what I mean? They got rid yeah. of that sort of money. They got rid of that money-grabbing aspect. Yeah, Death, I, Death I Star's agree. exploded, mate. But, Don't, just, um, but even, even with that, the campaign is still bad, and that's like a lot of the game. And well, I've only recently I know, got it, so I know I've you not played all the way through. It, so I'm just putting it out there. I feel like I can't defend that because I've not played it all the way through. I've only played the first, I think, three levels or something. So yeah, which that's the bit that's good. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> I've been enjoying it thus far, but I appreciate you said it's better at the beginning. So I, I feel yeah. like I can't necessarily defend that because I've not completed it. But the gameplay aspect and the multiplayer, like Dave said, it's just it's just pure fun. It sort of it just tickles that nostalgia of being a kid and going outside and playing like lightsaber fights with your friends and just running around as a stormtrooper and you know blasting the rebels rebel scum in the face it's just fun it just is and and that's that's really my defense of it that, that the gameplay's good it's fun and that and do you know what I mean i think it probably is one of the top five games of the year so i'm gonna defend it for that reason fair play can i just on on the on the on the single player careery bit um, I do, I do kind of get what you're saying about the fact you do get to play characters that you can't unlock uh, on the multiplayer until you've you've progressed a little bit or you've spent credits. That said, is that not is that not exactly why that is a good feature for the single player though? That you've you've paid your money for the game and you are able to play as characters that would otherwise be unlocked to you. That you know you get to play as as Kylo Ren 
um, towards the end of that. Um, if if you have to spend time to unlock the credits for the multiplayer, and you might not be that good at the multiplayer, that you can that you have that functionality available to you in a single player, that to me would say that that is um, you know that that it's that often it's that common criticism of video games where it's the only art form where you pay your money up front, but you don't actually get to do all the things in it. Yeah, I mean, and I that think single now- player gets gets you around that, and I think. There is, there's enough of, the story isn't great, but if you consider that, uh, the way I treated it was more like a tutorial for the online, you know, there's enough of the story there that it's more interesting than your average tutorial, but you play every troop class and every, and and a range of different heroes that are uh, later on unlockable in the multiplayer, so that you're used to them, so that you don't get totally embarrassed when you're, when you join multiplayer, perhaps. Yeah, I can see that now with how it is now, but I think when it uh, came out with things taking that long to unlock, that they probably intended you. But that's not my main criticism is just that I didn't I didn't like the the campaign. I thought it was bad. Yeah. But um, so the other things kind of aside aside criticism. But yeah, I mean, if if it gets voted on, I'm happy with this to be on because I do like the, the gameplay is fine. I just think uh, I have a, a slight bias against shooters anyway, but. Only because I don't think it's doing anything. I think it's put a Star Wars skin on it really, really well. But other yeah. than that, it doesn't do that much that's different to me from playing like COD or anything else. But yeah, I, you know, if, it, if people vote for it to be on, it, it should be on. <laughs> I just, yeah. it wouldn't be on mine. It wouldn't be anywhere near mine. But I still, you know, I still really enjoy it. I just, there's a lot of things about it that I dislike, which, which I actively dislike, which is quite unusual for me in games. Yeah. Um, which I just think is such a shame because I was so excited for this coming out and I was thinking like, you know, Goldeneye with a great multiplayer, with a great campaign, I was thinking this could be that game if they'd uh, done it well. But it's just not quite, it just feels clunky in some of its aspects that it doesn't do as well. And yeah. I get that. I have been persuaded, despite even not seeing this, I'm going to say this stays. Okay, cool. my vote. It stays for now then because my vote will be against, but you till vote stay. <laughs> um, I'm going to vote. I'm going to be uh, whatever the word is. I don't know. I'm going to vote one of mine off. So I'm trying to think here. I've got Splatoon 2 and Mario plus Rabbids, which I think are going to be the ones that I'm going to have to fight for. Now, it's very difficult for me to decide between them, and I'm trying to decide which one I'd actually fight for more. Um, and it's kind of difficult because Splatoon 2 does something that was already done and kind of perfects it. And. Um, is the game I've probably enjoyed more this year because I've played loads of it. Um, however, it is still, you know, there is still only one type of Splatoon and it is only the second one. So I think that it should. I think I'm going to go with that because I enjoyed it slightly more than. Um, I've just. I've, it's probably my second like most played game this year, so I think it deserves to be in there. I'm going to go and cut Mario Plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle, which I really, really enjoyed. It's so much better than I thought it was going to be. I thought Ubisoft doing a Mario game with rabbits in it. I thought they were just going to fuck it up and turn it into a massive cash grab somehow, um, but they didn't. And it, it's really, really good. It's like a sort of strategy I have to I've given this review a couple of episodes ago it's like a sort of XCOM style strategy game where you're in charge of three people from the Mario or Rabbids uh, sort of lore I suppose and you kind of take it in turns to fight against Rabbids so you have your turn and you kind of have actions you can move your character a certain amount of spaces you can shoot a certain amount of spaces um, you can do melee attacks. You can, you know, you obviously you want to hide behind stuff at the end of the turn so that your character's not wide open. So it's a turn-based game. Um, I think it was really well done. It sort of simplified what XCOM does, which is quite complicated, and just simplified it down, but not in a way that made it overly simple. It still has a lot of depth to it, and 
I was just, yeah, I thought it was really well done. The world that Ubisoft had created, the graphics look fantastic. The, uh, there's some hilarious moments, such as when there's an opera song. One of the bosses, while you're, <laughs> while you're playing him, he's like singing this opera about uh, basically just taking the piss out of Mario and all his, you know, Mario Kart and uh, <laughs> with quite some quite cutting stuff throughout, and it's brilliant. <laughs> um, and yeah, I just love the way that they've done that, and you know, taking the piss out of itself. I really enjoyed that, and there's some fantastic moments. I think maybe the it got a bit one note towards the end, but I think overall it didn't really outstay its welcome. I think it's a really good, solid package that people should play. Yeah, so highly recommended, but I don't think it's quite going to hang on this list because I can't force through two games that <laughs> I need to fight for, and I've got more fight in me for Splatoon 2, I think, although it's very close. So Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle is going to go. Ooh, okay. I have no strong opinion against that. Um, anybody else? I mean, I haven't played it. I'm just gonna have to uh, trust Clive's judgment on it. <laughs> yeah, I think I think listening to to Clive, whilst yeah, maybe um, Mario plus Rabbids would put something in the top five that is otherwise not there. It's clear that he thinks that Splatoon Two is a better game. I've just you played know. more of it. I don't. Splatoon Two's prop has still got some flaws and things that I. But it's so, it, but so you, just, so you have. It's been. It's played a more important part in my 2017. Do you know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> so you, you, you have. You, you walk into a room and there's a switch there, and you have precisely the ideal amount of time to play whichever one of the two games you want <laughs> to play. Which games you pick up and play? I play Splatoon two because I've go. already so finished. That's why that stays the in the top five. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's fair enough. Oh, which means we're down gone. to one, two, three, four. We just need two more to cut before we're. So it's getting crunch time. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut one that I okay. don't necessarily that isn't on my list. I would like to hear Flux. Um, I'd like to hear Flux defend Injustice Two. Ooh. Yep, no, that's fine. So Injustice Two. Um, it's obviously it's, I reviewed this in episode twenty three. So if you want to hear my full review, go back and hit that. Um, I was thinking about this. I'm, so I'm looking at the list and I'm seeing what's there and I'm thinking the fight's going to be between this and probably between Resident Evil 7 in terms of looking at the list, what I think it's going to be on there. I Genuinely, I really enjoyed Injustice 2 and I think my defence of it would be that it's managed to strike the perfect balance for a kind of arcade-style fighter in terms of there's enough to do if you're not particularly good or adept at fighters, which I'm not. There's more than enough story that you can keep yourself entertained. It keeps refreshing. It keeps new. There's lots of unlockables to get that keep you sort of striving towards something, even if you're perhaps not as good at the multiplayer aspect, which is probably what you would continue to do if you're a really good fighter. But it doesn't necessarily simplify and take away from the fighting to make it that accessible. The way it manages it is through having a lot of um, modes and facilities that are available as a single player so you can adjust your difficulty and you can make the people that you're fighting sort of to your level rather than relying on a matchmaking service that's going to balance you with someone who's as good as you which Mm -hmm. is quite a difficult thing to master and so i think that's the thing injustice 2 has done really well i really enjoyed the story i thought the story worked really well um as as i discussed at the time i I probably don't think it was as good a storyline as injustice 1 maybe um, but it was still really intriguing the relationships between the characters and the kind of soap opera style aspect there of hi- the history of the characters that you know from the comics. 
I'm not sure if it is a top five game of the year. It's genuinely really, really good. And I would recommend it to anyone, whether you like arcade fighters or not, because, like I say, it's definitely much more accessible than some. Whether it's whether it deserves its place in the top five list, I'm not sure. Um, I think I would vote for it over Resident Evil, but I can see uh, I can see other people going the other way on that. So I will leave that to the the mercy of the people. Okay, I think that was a fair shout when you said that it's probably between those two to see who survives. Um, yeah, I've put I guess between two and start, I don't know. <laughs> it's hard, isn't it? Yeah, it's I mean, hard. I think let's be honest, Mario. Mario Zelda Cuphead should be in because Cuphead has fluxed his game of the year, from what I remember. Yeah. Uh, and he... why is Mario disappeared off the list? By the way. <laughs> Someone's <laughs> anonymous monkeys uh, having us on. <laughs> um, whoever that is. So we've got one, two. So we do just need to get rid of two more. Yeah. Uh, shall we have a? Shall we have a vote? Base. Has everyone else played Injustice Two? Or anyone else? Even I've not. I've not. I haven't. Well, you know what? I, I, you know what I would like to hear is perhaps yeah. a uh, Injustice Two, Resident Evil Seven face off. Okay, and then me and Clive have, and then have me the and Clive vote. pick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that's fair. That's fair. However, uh, Al, do you want to go for? I, oh, I, oh I, I, however, I, <coughs> I, I, I agree to this. Although I think, looking at this list, Mario is going. <coughs> Mario Odyssey is going nowhere. Zelda's going nowhere. I think even though Flux is the only person to play it, it feels like Cuphead's going nowhere. I feel that I feel, I think Splatoon Two in the list, yeah. I feel that Splatoon Two is still in the relegation zone. Yeah, I think that's still fighting. Well, it still would be because you know this is only this would only bring it down to six. Okay. And we can't really do a three-way. Well, we could are do a three-way face-off, but it. I mean, <laughs> if I were just to say then that Splatoon Two. Resi 7 and Injustice 2 don't make the top 5. Would anyone disagree with that? I would strongly, but... Oh, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Because I've already voiced my opinion of Battlefront and I'd put Splatoon about seven miles above it, uh, but but yeah, I've not not everyone else has played it. I could I could make my case though. I feel like Nintendo's going to get his representation in this top five. It or yeah, it has, but I don't think that should be a some sort of rule that only this many Nintendo games are allowed in it. Because um, I'm sure if we'd done this last year, there'd have been no Nintendo games in it, and I'd have been fine with that. Um, because there wasn't any that deserved it. <laughs> I, I, I will make the argument for Resident Evil Seven. Then uh, now, to be frank, it doesn't have the best dog in this fight, considering I'm very much the most casual of gamers here, and I'm arguing to a crowd none of whom have played this game. I don't think. But I'm quite well. From what I hear, I like that it does. It's taking things forward. I think with like the yeah. But VR, I'll let you defend it. So it I, was, I, I, I will say, putting aside the VR for now, because it's it's a great game as a standard, you know, television game, shall we call it? Um, what I really liked about this game was compared when you compare it to other Resident Evils, is how much it's evolved. And now I think the reason the Resident Evil series has continuously been popular and well received is the fact that it's changed over the years. Obviously, in the original games, you had um, that kind of weird fixed camera and sort of clunky movement, which, although problematic, there, there is some, a decent argument to be made in its favour in the sense that it created tension where you wouldn't have necessarily, necessarily had some before. Uh, then it moved on to a kind of more action, sort of third-person shooter almost. And, and now it's kind of... It's gone back to its original roots, but it's changed the perspective 
So in Resident Evil 7, you're not facing off against hordes and hordes of evil doers. You're facing off against a single, horrifying, redneck, undead family um, who don't seem to die. And I just feel like the survival horror genre is underrated. And I think it actually does a better representation of horror than horror films do, in my opinion. And I, I just thought the tension and the, the atmosphere created by the game was, unlike any, anything I've felt before, uh, genuinely terrifying. Um, as when, when you add in the VR element, the, the total immersion, the, um, you know, the surround sound, the fact that you can just see things moving in your peripheral, um, gen- pant-wettingly uh, terrifying. I haven't had a game that's affected me like that. I'm not saying it's the greatest game of all time by any stretch. The gameplay is good. Um, but I would say it's the production values and the fact that it's different and it's taking the genre in a different direction make it a fair contender and looking at the games on the list we have I think it's wildly different to all of the other contenders I feel like we've got we've got you know a platformer in Mario Odyssey we've got kind of action RPG Zelda we've got a more standard platformer Cuphead uh, we've got a first FPS Battlefront 2 uh, potentially a, another kind of, well, basically a shooter in Splatoon 2, or a fighter in um, Injustice 2, which is also different, to be fair. But I feel that Resident Evil 7 is the most different of all those games, and I think it's worthy of its place, in my opinion. Cool. <clears throat> it get it would get my vote out of those two. <laughs> Anybody have an argument against it? No, I like... I'm sort of of the, you know, originality in mind, and I think it's from what I hear, it's the pretty much the best VR game there is. So I like the way that it's oh by that a country forward. mile. I like the way that it's pushing that forward. It's a full VR game, unlike most, which are like an hour long. And yeah, well, so I I would quite like to see it on the list, even though I haven't played it, <laughs> and I probably never will because I don't really like horror games. But I'd still like to see it on there. Well, to mention the game that I toyed about earlier in terms of the third game I played this year, which didn't make my top five, is um, Batman. Uh, VR, which was a lot of fun. I mean, there's a lot to be said, you know, for being Batman, but it's not a full game. It takes less than an hour to complete. There's very little difficulty. The fact that, despite the fact it's a a Batman game, you can't, you know, fight anybody was frustrating. It was it was a fun experience, and it was a show. It was almost a showcase demo, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Um, Even at twenty pounds, it was a rip off, but. I think when when you see what Resident Evil Seven can do for a VR game, you know, as I said, it, I think it stands alone as a standard game, but I think as a VR game, it takes it to a new level. Awesome, that's why. Yeah, that's why I would get my vote. I think it's pushing that forward. It's probably other VR games are going to be uh, learning from it. I imagine going forward because it is the one that's been a success. I think and the one that most people <laughs> know about. <laughs> Uh, so obviously gonna Flux have... is going to vote Injustice Two, so it's down to Dave really. <clears throat> so, so which which ones are in the pot right now? Sorry. Well, you mean Resi... definitely there? I think definitely Injustice. there. I'll highlight. I'll highlight in blue the ones that I think aren't going to be budging. Hang on. Um, for listeners who don't have the capability of seeing what we're doing, <laughs> Clive is highlighting certain ones on the list he feels are safe right now. He's yeah, handling. I think Zelda they're the ones Breath we've agreed on. <laughs> Breath of the Wild, Mario Odyssey, and Cuphead. So still in the running, really. Potentially on the block are Splatoon Two, Resident Evil Seven, Star Wars Battlefront Two, and Injustice Two. 
I mean, I agree that the Resident Evil, whilst I've not, I've not played it, I think Al's passion defense of it certainly keeps it on this list, and and it is, you know, it partly because it does so many things that the others don't. I've already had my piece about Star Wars. I, I'm happy to keep Star Wars based on the fact that all three of you have played it and enjoyed it, even though Clive was irritated by elements of it, as would I have been. I'd be say I'd be happy to say Star Wars is safe. Okay. I will, yeah, I'll explain in a second, but let's let's figure this conflict out and then I'll explain my next. <laughs> okay, so I think of the of the remaining three, so Splatoon 2, Resident Evil 7, and Injustice 2. First off, it's interesting they've all got numbers. <laughs> they're all, <laughs> yeah. we're all t- they're all sequels. I mean, so is Battlefront, of course. I think Resident Evil would have my vote. Is that for safe or for cut? No, yeah, to save. Okay. To bring to the top right. five. Which why, don't, why, don't, why don't we go round and everyone have a vote on those three then? If we've okay, we'll, well, we'll I've not, I've not I've yet so, to defend what? Splatoon two. To be fair, but okay, go on. You you put out your defense. Um, I mean, I was just going to wait for this to go, and then I was going to drop Splatoon two, but give it an impassioned defense of why I think it's miles better than Battlefront two, but not in a way that's <laughs> going to put it on the list because I was going to drop it, and because this is a collaborative list, you know, and I've been outvoted, that's fine. Yeah. But I'm just going to disagree and put it out. Absolutely. But I need to at least say something before it gets dropped. Because <laughs> I've okay. not even said anything about it yet. Uh, but shall we figure out this? these two? F- so is Injustice gone? Yeah, I mean, it, even as I said, like I really enjoyed it. And I think it's a genuinely really good game. And I think if this list had six slots, I'd say it was number six. Um, so I'm I'm happy to let it go in favour of Res Evil. That's, um, that's absolutely mm-hmm. fine. Al made an, an excellent excellent point about the vr and as i think we've discussed privately vr looks like it might be the future of games at the moment and for the first solid vr game i think it probably deserves to be on this list yeah yeah for that's that alone. the reason i'd like to have it on um so okay so let's, to... let's, let's let's listen to clive do his hillary clinton where um we all maybe <laughs> secretly know that he's right but he's 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 gonna lose <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you, you you might do. I just want to defend it because I've, I'm the only one that's played both of these games. Right, Star Wars Battlefront 2, obviously sequel to Star Wars Battlefront. In my opinion, it's improved very little over the first one other than adding loads of extra stuff, which is fair enough. The actual gameplay hasn't really changed. They've added a campaign, which is pants. They've added they've convoluted the system, which I quite liked in the first game, which because it was simple and made it ridiculous in terms of the cards. If that doesn't bother you, that's fair enough, but... I just think it being there bothers me. Uh, <laughs> Splatoon 2, again, it's it's another sequel. It's not something that's massively different to Splatoon 1, but um, there's no other game that's like Splatoon, whereas there's about 500 games that have involved shooting in a first person, and they're quite similar to Battlefront 2. It's, it improves on its first game in pretty much every category. There are still things which are you know a bit niggling about it, but you, know, you can change your loadout between games, you can... Um, there's just loads of different modes. There's loads of different weapons now that are added, and they're all really well balanced. It's as as I said with the first one, super super fun. Uh, there's probably no other game in terms of multiplayer that I have as much fun with as Splatoon Two. Uh, to just jump in for ten minutes and have a quick game, it's fantastic. It doesn't matter whether you're. It's never frustrating, even if you're not particularly good to start with. It just has a way of being fun for any type of level of player, and yet there's plenty to learn and get better at. 
Um, it's got so much style. It's completely unique. There's no other game out there that looks like it. All the music is completely... As soon as you hear a track, you're like, yep, yeah, that's a Splatoon track. There's nothing else that sounds like it. The whole world they've created is completely original. There's, like I say, nothing else like it. it the, the closest thing that comes to it is probably something like Jet Set Radio from back, you know, 20 years ago on whatever the the Dreamcast or Xbox or whatever that came out on. Um, but it's just... I just love how unique it is and how the whole gameplay you know thing of splatting the ground rather than shooting other people is fantastic yes you do still shoot other people in some of the modes that's more important than splatting the ground but a lot of the main turf war mode it's all about getting as much ink on the ground as possible more than the other team which is completely different to a shooter in general because yeah you do it's still beneficial to shoot other people because it stops them inking for a few seconds but mainly you want to cover the ground and you have to base your play style on what weapon you've got if you've got a weapon that's quite good at killing other people you might want to if you bump into someone it's probably beneficial to try and wipe them out whereas if you've got a weapon that's useless at that but really good at covering the ground you're better off just avoiding people and covering as much ground as you can and it's just so much fun to splash paint around everywhere throw it everywhere it's you know when it came out it was just like nothing else and it's obviously the second one so it doesn't have that kind of impact of being like whoa this is so original because it's already been done once but it has only been done once and i think they've um improved like i say they've sort of improved on every every aspect of it really it's got more maps it's like i say there are still niggles in there but there's nothing about it that annoys me like with battlefront 2 and and they're just yeah the battlefront 2 could have been so fantastic and part of it's just disappointment on my part um because i did want it to be like this one of my favorite shooters of all time like goldeneye and it just didn't come anywhere near that because of some ridiculous decisions in my opinion but whereas i think splatoon is yeah it's a similar thing it's it's a sequel but it's a sequel of something that's way more original and it does just does so many great things so many so many great things and i had so much fun with it but it's got to go because it's outvoted, so I'm fine with that. <laughs> but I just wanted to say my piece. It, is, it would be my number three game of the year. I Yeah, I absolutely love Splatoon 2. It's fabulous. Passionate defence. Um, I liked the bit at the end where you said that, yeah, which I'm fine with. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, on the originality standpoint, it's just so much more, and that's kind of what I like to base these things on. It has so much more to it than Battlefront 2, but... It's fine. Not everyone bases <laughs> things. Not everyone rates games on the same scale, <laughs> and that's it's cool. Fine, you're idiots. Is a, yeah. Is a stick. Yeah, you're idiots. You're idiots, but it, <laughs> but it's going. <laughs> you, you vote Donald Trump in, and Star Wars Battlefront Two is the best. You know that is Donald Trump of video games. <laughs> Basically. Wow. Um, right, Splatoon's gone. Splatoon Two is the Hillary Clinton, I suppose. Still got issues, but at least she's not a dick. Or maybe no, probably, she probably is a dick, but less of a dick. Splatoon 2 is not a dick. It's better than... It's a barmer. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so so we have our top five now, but I feel that we should at least make comment on the two game, the three games that made it, which haven't been commented on. Um, I think we'll... Well, we'll get to that probably now, because we have to put them in order, so we're going to have to make arguments. Okay. So we'll, we'll be talking plenty about them, I'm sure. Um, so... I mean, I'm going to go straight out there and say Battlefront 2 needs to be number 5 or I'm going to kill someone. <laughs> I am fine with that because I don't want to die. <laughs> I haven't played it. Every other game in this list has lots of originality. The other one doesn't. And I think it should be 4. 5. 
but you know, people can disagree. I'm just that's my view. I, I, I would suggest that it is the most original on this list because it is the most derivative. <laughs> now I'm confused. <laughs> I suppose it's the the one that stands out. You mean because it's the most derivative? I can agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most original by the one that by being the one that isn't original. Yeah, yeah, I get, I get what you mean, but that doesn't yeah, mean it yeah. should be higher up. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think after uh, four to four to one is going to be difficult. I am happy for. I mean, I've sacrificed Res- three of my games here. Putting yeah. there. I'm, I'm happy for Resident Evil Seven to either be third or fourth. I don't mind which order. I think Resident Evil Fourth to me feels good, but because I think, well, this is my and Flux should have his argument about it, but. Cuphead is Flux's favourite game. He was very close to giving it a 10. He doesn't really give out 10s. Well, we've not heard him say anything about it today, so maybe this is the time for him. Yeah. We haven't. Um, Obviously, I reviewed it in the last episode, 25. Go back and listen to that um, for a full review. But my my case for it to be as high up as possible on this list (laughs) would be simply that it is the most fun I think I've had gaming this year for all the difficulty and frustration that you think it's going to bring you, it just doesn't. It just gives you a real sense of achievement, real fun. The the kind of visual style, I was going to say is like nothing else, but no, what it's like is kind of mid-20th century cartoons, which is exactly what it's been inspired by. It's like no other game I've seen. It gives such freedom. There's so much freedom and creativity expressed in the game. And for the first game of uh, MDHR, I think it is, Studios, their debut game it's an absolutely incredible effort and it, it definitely deserves to be represented as high as possible on this top five because it is an absolutely amazing game yeah i, I think it should I'm be fine I, with that. I think i don't think it's going to beat zelda and mario purely because it's got less people who've played it i do think if i'd played cuphead it might come higher but i can't possibly put it above those two for that reason so i think i would be happy with that sticking at number three for now obviously this isn't finalized yet we're just proposing things what would uh, everyone else think about that? Fine. I am fine with it. Um, I mean, I haven't played Cuphead, but it does look excellent. Um, and so I've played three of the games we've got in the top five, which is quite unusual, but I've managed it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm fine. I'm fine with Cuphead being number three, Resident Evil Seven being number number four. I'm That's... not going to argue against that. Flux. I mean, I think I can stand by that. Obviously, I've not played, I've not played either Mario or Zelda, on the basis that I don't have a Switch. But I really want to get a Switch <laughs> to play Mario and Zelda. So, <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not going to make a Im- impassioned case that those should be further down this list because I really want to play them as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I haven't played a lot of Zelda, so I can't really pass a huge amount of comment. I've played a mm-hmm. lot of Resident Evil Seven. I've been playing a lot of Mario Odyssey over the last few days. So it's it's hard for me to justify Zelda ness- as much as great as it was being in the half an hour I played it, um, necessarily <laughs> being so much better than the other games. But it does feel like it is. Well, I think we'll. I think the way I see it, uh, we'll see what Dave thinks. I think we're going to have. There's going to be a Zelda v Mario argument, which we need to organise. But for now, those two are probably top, and then I'm happy Cuphead three, and then maybe there's going to be some sort of Resi Seven Star Wars argument. I'm fine with that, but. Uh, Dave, are you happy with Cuphead being three for now? Yep. Right. So, is there any complaint with Star Wars Battlefront Two being fifth? Nope. Ow! You said that was okay. Cool. Resi Seven fourth. 
So we need to have the Mario Zelda argument then. <laughs> uh, I'm interested where people lie on this one. Does anyone in particular want to start? Or well, my, my vote would just be would be Mario Odyssey number one purely because I've played it more, not because it's necessarily better. <laughs> okay, uh, but I've had such an amazing time playing it. Um, I may well have a completely different opinion once I've played more of Zelda, um, but that would be my argument. Although it's, you know, I'm not passionate about the order there. Cool. Um, I'll um, put my two pence in here as well because I'm obviously on, the only person who hasn't played either of them being the only person not to own a Switch in this group but I can tell you that like I say I'm, I'm hoping to get a Switch just so so I can play these but the f- one that I would get first is Mario Odyssey so I think I'd put that as number one and Zelda as number two because that's the one I'm most excited for but obviously I've not played either of them so I'm only going off excitement based on uh, based on reviews of others Okay. Well, I'll. Well, how about we make an argument then, Flux, uh, and because uh, Al have played less than we can. Well, we might all just agree. <laughs> we might all, although it sounds like we're going to disagree because I think Zelda should be top, um, and here's why. I absolutely love Super Mario Odyssey. Any other year of the last five years, it would be my number one game of the year. I think it's fantastic. It is so much fun. It's perfects that Mario formula. It's got loads of exploration. You, it's just it is fun with. You know, capital F U N. It's <laughs> you can do so much stuff. It's really colourful. The music's great. It's just got all these little pl- playgrounds you can mess about in. I've just about got to you know nearly the last stage where you have to get tons of moons to get to it. In fact, I'm on it. I'm just haven't quite finished it. And I've had loads and loads of fun throughout. Um, it is a fantastic game. Easily a ten. Probably the best Mario since '64. Um, these are all huge claims. However, I think Zelda Breath of the Wild is genuinely one of the best games ever made, if not the best. I think it, um, whereas Odyssey perfects something, Zelda takes something. Zelda takes itself in a completely new direction. It does something which has been done for ages, open world games, um, and just smashes them all out of the park, in my opinion. Um, you know, I love Red Dead. Zelda Breath of the Wild is way better. It's, I don't know, this, it has this thing about it that, Zelda makes me want to explore the world. It doesn't have silly icons on the map that are like, you just follow your icon here. I actually get into the world and I feel like I'm in that world adventuring around it as as I would be in the real world as opposed to looking at some map and trying to find weird icons constantly. Um, And everywhere you go, there's some strange reward. It's not always something that's going to make you better, but that's what I love about it. It's like you might just find some weird camp or some strange cave with something in it or... (laughs) You just never really know what's going to happen. Or there might be a meteor shower and a meteor lands and you'd be like, oh, what? I want to go and explore what that meteor is. And then you go there and there's like shit tons of blue animals. And it's like, oh, this is amazing. It doesn't make you any better in the game, but you're like, wow, this is absolutely gorgeous. And there's just so many of those magical moments that I don't think any other open world game has had um, that just, it just is, in my opinion, the best open world game that I've played, certainly. And in, in my opinion, one of the best games of all time. And I think it is where, like I say, Odyssey perfects something. Zelda just um, really breaks loads and loads of new ground. I think it's a completely magical experience, and I think it's way in, you know, the, the game of the year, if not the game of all time. I absolutely love it. There's <laughs> there's there's problems with it, like the story's not great, but it doesn't matter. That the, the world is so, so good, and if, you know, an open-world game should be about the world, and that is the bit that's just absolutely outstanding you just i'm excited i've only got 60 of the 120 shrines i'm so excited to go back in and uh, do some more because i deliberately didn't want to finish do it all at once because i just I couldn't bear the thought of having done everything um 
So I'm really excited to get back into it and have all this, you know, there's so much more for me to find, not even just shrines, just silly little things. I hear so many things on the internet of people being like, oh, I did this. And you're just like, what? That You can do that. And that's a thing. And you know, there's no other game where that's a thing where so many people have had a different experience and done stuff that loads of other people just haven't seen whatsoever. And it's just fantastic. It's like your own little world. So, so good. Brilliant. So that's why I'd have it number one. But that's my argument. Dave, you are the only other... I mean, I've played quite a bit of Mario Odyssey, but I've played very little of Zelda. You are the only other person who has played them both to a, a decent extent. Would you argue against that, or can you make the case for Mario Odyssey? So let me just play devil's advocate a little bit with Zelda. Um, so, Go on. <laughs> um, some things that I didn't get on with Zelda. So I, I found that some of the some of the RPG bits are a little bit too complicated. For me, I didn't. I didn't really like the cooking and the collecting things, the way you gathered weapons, uh, those types of things. I didn't. I didn't think they were especially well done. I think there were ways you could have. You could have collected weapons and and built them up and and held on to them and and you know and ranked them up and thing. I, the constant collecting things just to see them break and then I, I would like to have. In a in a kind of similar way, well, no, that's I'd like to have you know grown attached to some of those things. I I'm not sure I quite like that. The cooking system is never explained, and I never got to grips with it. I ended up with whole collections of potions I didn't really know what to do with, that were total trial and error, and I found myself reluctant to use them. I guess one 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 issue might be that almost it's it's too big that it's almost intimidating there are there are parts of the map that i've not been to not because i don't want to go to but because i'm it's it almost seems too much of an effort that's a weird i realize that kind of comes across as slightly weird but um it there's there's stuff that i need to do to get in there but I've already done similar things for different areas and it almost seems like too much effort. The the story is a bit odd. It is a bit I mean I I get that it's it is with with other things as well and I the 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 exploration of the world wasn't driven by the story and that I guess is fine but it also left me feeling as though I'd missed bits out and I don't whilst I do like exploring the open world I didn't for example with something let's say um, a GTA 5 it's a massive open world with lots of stuff to explore I'm, I realised that you know Zelda does a better job of there being in more interesting things at each place with totally different mechanics and things like that but at no point whilst playing GTA 5 did I feel like I'd missed out and I'm kind of worried with Zelda that I've missed out on stuff so those are some some small kind of devil's advocacy points that said I did I I mean I absolutely loved it I I loved getting on a horse and ramping across ramping across the the map. I loved the fact that weather changed 
and shifted and meant that different things could happen. I loved seeing the first shooting star fall out of the sky when you you kind of see a flapping dragon in the far distance and you think is that a flapping is that flapping dragon actually in this world is or is that just in the background and then after a few days travel you get there and you realize it actually is there and you can go and clamber up on top of it or you can fly down on top of it or you can fire a bow at it and claim its eye yeah i i absolutely loved it for that i still haven't finished it and i get i agree with clive totally because i don't want to finish it because i would <laughs> feel a little bit bereft I, I started the final boss battle with um, uh, Garmadon a couple of times and, and didn't win. And then that kind of second or third time I realised what it was I needed to do to win and I, I left to go and explore the bits that I hadn't explored yet because I didn't want to finish. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've finished the main that's story. How I've kind of left, that's how I've kind of left yeah. it. Because I knowing there is a bit of the main story still to do, I think would in make me more inclined to go and explore some of the the secondary definitely. bits so yeah I think it is absolutely spectacular I think it's definitely got to be I would uh, yeah I definitely I'd definitely go on a rampage if it wasn't in the top two um, <laughs> it is I, and I, I kind of worry if I suffer a little bit for a recency bias as well it's difficult if I played Mario first and Zelda second how yeah, that's feel, what it was. How would I feel about Zelda? I don't know. While I was playing Mario, I was like, "Yeah, it's even better than Zelda." But then, when I've since I've finished it and I've sat back and thought about it, yeah, and gone back into Breath of the Wild, I've, you know, it for me, it's the it's not a clear winner, but it's the it's the, the it's hard because they're both such fantastic games that come along once in a blue moon. Yeah, um, it's really hard to pick between them, and it kind of comes down to. Well, I thought it would come down to whether you prefer Mario or Zelda. I'm actually more of a Mario fan, but I'd still put Zelda above it in this case here, just because I think it has a bit more magic to it. It's the first Zelda game I've ever played. I've never played Zelda before. I've played only one other Super Mario before this, and that was um, uh, Sunshine. Yeah. So I've not grown up with either. Um, Shall I talk a bit about Odyssey then? Go for it. <laughs> so. So have you decided? So you you'd put Odyssey number one, or no? I'm not. I'm not saying yet. Sure. I'm not okay, saying cool. yet. I was just. I just wanted to play devil's advocate a little bit on Zelda. Sounds good. And if I if I go pros on Odyssey, do you want to play devil's advocate and Odyssey? How's sure. Sound? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds excellent. Okay. So so Super Mario Odyssey. I mean, this this game is the proper embodiment of fun whilst gaming. Um, it, it's I uh, you you play this for hours and your jaw will have been aching because you've just got a massive smile on your face. From the very start, you learn the mechanic that sees you fling Cappy on top of otherwise seemingly inanimate objects or or animate objects. And you take them over, and the mechanics of them are are brilliant. The first time you do that, you and you take over a frog and fling yourself up into the air, you realise just how epic this game is going to be. The um, the worlds in the game all individually feel brilliantly thought out. They all introduce a new idea or mechanic that in any other game would be the whole game this to to the to the story developers 
at Nintendo uh, to, to the to the story developers at Nintendo. Each one of these mechanics is um, is, is almost seemingly a throwaway. They, they they just have so much so much to bring to this to the table in this game that um, you end up with with a mechanic for a relatively short amount of time before you go on and find the next brilliant thing. Each world is so well developed and so rounded. There are there are individual highlights throughout. I loved the, the uh, New Donk City. I think lots of people did, but equally, I absolutely, I, I really enjoyed the 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 cold Mexican desert. Uh, the highlights are the the kind of automatic um, uh, watering pots on the kind of jungle. I can't remember the name of the world off the top of my head now. Uh, Lakeland. Sorry. Was that? Is it called Lakeland? I think that's the one I've just finished. Uh, the one with with where you take up the creatures who have extendo legs. Oh, you mean the forest one? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Oh no, maybe not. Oh, I'm, I'm thinking the one where you take over as a tank for the first time, and there's the yeah, that's the same yeah, one. Yeah. yeah okay. One. Yeah, that one. Kingdom, yeah. yeah, and um, I really enjoyed the uh, the uh, oh the broodkins the. Um, the kind of boss battles that you that you take on throughout, they were really well done. There was a nice balance there of challenge and puzzle solving and uh, a you know, proper old school boss battle. The, the, it was never ending fun. There was always a joke to find. There was always some challenge just over the next hill. There was always something to collect. There was always a um, a thing you could get someone to do that would really make you laugh. There was and and the, and the finale is is really well done. I really enjoyed. I, I, it's almost a spoiler to give away the, you know, the final thing that you get to um, throw your hat at, um, but that was spectacular. That was such a brilliant um, showpiece kind of ending, and the story almost almost sends up itself, almost kind of subverts the Mario Peach kind of uh, uh, tradition, but in a really nice way. There is still so much more I want to go and do on this game. I so much want to get back on the Odyssey and take it somewhere else and, and go and collect more uh, more moons. Where, well, Zelda Zelda was brilliant and I, and I loved playing it. I felt like this was more fun. This is a more fun game. That, that everything you do is for the purpose of like proper pure entertainment in its in it almost in its most straightforward way to put a smile on your face but it doesn't do it in a simplistic way and yeah it as clive said if if either one of these games had come out in a separate year it would easily be number one odyssey is epic in its scope but simple in its aim of putting a smile on your face and i i, I think it's an absolutely stunning game okay i th- it's time we better have a vote then. <laughs> it's going to be. This seems almost. I mean, I'll just us, but. say quickly because um, I was going to play Devil's Advocate on Odyssey, but I don't know if I can. In terms of, <laughs> I think it's more of a. It's a personal thing. Of I, the one complaint I did have with Odyssey, which I mentioned in my review, was that the, I don't think the world's tied together that well. I don't like the silly menu of line. You just go along the lines into the different planets. I'd have liked that to be better, like in Mario sixty four, where you have the castle or something that makes it more feel like more of a whole world that's my one complaint with it but the reason i put breath of the wild higher higher is just because even though it has definitely more niggles than that i think it's going to because it's got such huge scope and i just think they took as someone who's played um i've played pretty much all of mario games and all the zelda games it just in in context of that it takes way more of a risk like it 
take Zelda in a whole new direction, whereas Mario Odyssey is perfecting something, which is a lot easier to do. Um, and I, I think Odyssey had uh, Mario hasn't really run its course yet, so they they're fine doing that, and they have taken done a lot of awesome things with it, and it's brilliant. Like I've said, uh, I feel like I'm trying to knock something that's amazing, uh, and it's hard to do. But um, I just feel in Zelda they did such a like I think it was a game that was getting a little bit stale in its style, and they've just taken such a sort of left turn with it and just taken it in such a different direction which is such a massive risk it's kind of completely fell on its ass. and they've done something they've never done before in open world and they've said you can go anywhere you know the games have been saying this since oblivion and it's not been true um and I'm, as far as i'm aware Zelda is the only game where you actually can go anywhere it's amazing that you can see a mountain in the distance and you can get to the top of it um and just you can just go wherever the hell you like and as, as a bit of a traveler myself that i suppose that's what really spoke to me and i really like the fact that i can go over anywhere and have all these really uh, really fantastic adventures and i just think zelda will have more of an impact on you know the future of gaming i think a lot of publishers doing open world games will take a lot of things from zelda uh, and learn from them and that's why i think it's more of a standout game because i think it's a bit you know it's a bit of an ocarina of time it really sort of pushes things forwards and it's just stand out but both are fantastic i'm more than happy with either being number one but my personal one will be zelda so let's have a vote <laughs> dave cards on the table man i can't believe you're making me choose <laughs> can so i just say as well can we vote on uh obviously if you ali haven't played much so just vote on i guess people's arguments rather than i'm going to yeah don't yeah. worry it's Shit. tough <laughs> it's, really, it's only because I've thought of this I knew this was going to come up so I've been thinking about it a lot that's why I kind of know where I stand I think but if, if someone had asked me to do this a week ago I'd have been like fuck <laughs> you know what, what I've been thinking about recently I mean it's that time of year you know in 1994 Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You was, <laughs> was number two it I do was not Christmas know that, number but... two and Christmas no. number one was stay now and I think can we live with ourselves can I live with myself if I looked back <laughs> in 13 years and say that I put either one of these two as number two <laughs> we're gonna have to <laughs> I mean we could put you know it's very close to just being a joint number one isn't it but it is. <laughs> we can't do that <laughs> I think I would Say Mario. Cool. That's where I thought you were gonna. That's where I thought you were gonna go. Uh, (laughs) But it's. But I'm pleased it's difficult. It's tearing me apart. (laughs) (laughs) Flux. Where do you stand on the? Well, like I said, my initial was that I'd be more excited for Mario than I am for Zelda. But having listened to the arguments and in particular the agony that Dave's going to, I'm going to change my mind and say Zelda. Ooh, okay. Ooh. <laughs> is it going to be 2 2 and then we're all fucked? Um, <laughs> or is Al hmm. going to go Zelda? It kind of depends on what you're after in a. You know, are you after something perfect or after something that's a bit more groundbreaking, I suppose? I think that's kind of the argument. <laughs> I mean, they, they are different as well. You know, one is. And they're all obviously really different, yeah, yeah. You can pick up Mario and play it just for a couple of minutes. Well, yeah, maybe not totally. quite a couple of minutes. But, I mean, Zelda is... It, it, it potentially requires... You might think it might require more effort, but it, it 
Christ, it makes it feel so effortless. I never felt like it was a slog. It just drew me in inexorably. It was... Yeah. It, I mean, uh, it, they're just they're different. They are. It's. I mean, Zelda is the only game where I... Sat, I remember sitting down and I think it was. I think I've been sat down for six hours, and that never happens to me with games. Usually, after an hour, I'm like, right, I need to go do something else. Yeah, and I just didn't realise the time, <laughs> the time I'd done, and I hadn't really done a lot, but I'd just been having an awesome fun and just lost myself in this world, and think that's what it does so well. But, I'm gonna go for. Um, this is gonna sound strange considering I've played it less. I'm gonna go for Zelda, <laughs> just mm. on the basis that um, I feel. I always do tend to go slightly towards games that break the mould. And I think the argument about Zelda is a sound one. I mean, it, it is like a s- stupid decision because... <laughs> it's <you> know, very hard. <laughs> uh, Mario Odyssey is comfortably my... My personal game of the year so far is Mario Odyssey. Mm-hmm. But I haven't played Zelda. I'm going to go with it. So we avoid a tie to start with. And just because on paper... I've always been more of a Zelda fan than a Mario fan. But it's, you know, it's... You know, do I want pizza or do I want burger? You know, it's, you know... Whatever. Yeah, they're very different and both fantastic, so it's it's very hard to pick. And I certainly would say that Zelda has more flaws than Odyssey, but I think that's because it takes more risks, which is something I'd, I'd rather games took risks than uh, just like the same with films and whatever else. <laughs> Not that Odyssey doesn't take any risks, it absolutely does. Okay, so let's go through that top five in order. Go on then, Al. You're hosted. So we have at uh, number five, we have the much debated Star Wars <laughs> Battlefront 2. I enjoyed that debate. As originally nominated by James Flux and Dave Peeling. At number four, we have Resident Evil. Oh, I should mention the consoles as well. Star Wars Battlefront 2 is available on the Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and is it available on the Switch? No, it's not, no. No, didn't think so, okay. Um, at number four, we have Resident Evil 7, which is available on the Xbox One and the PlayStation 4 as well, although exclusively VR on the PlayStation 4, nominated by me. Cuphead at number three, which is available exclusively on Xbox One, as nominated by James Flux. Super Mario Odyssey for, on the Nintendo Switch, nominated by myself, Dave Peeling, and James Fl- uh, sorry, Clive Fisher. And the number one, just about consensus number one, uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, as nominated by Clive and Dave. Wow, it's a strong list, isn't it? It's been a good year for it. It is, it's been a good year. Well, yeah. Except for oh, yeah. at the bottom there. Let's, can we, uh, just to briefly <laughs> touch on those things that none of us have played that haven't even entered into our discussions because of that. There are things like Horizon Zero Dawn, there's Wolfenstein... Yeah. There, there are some really epic games that we, we haven't just had a chance to get to. I mean, I mean, I've heard amazing things about um, Assassin's Creed Origins after years of really naff Assassin's Creed games. Like there are loads of loads of brilliant games, even ones that we've dropped out of this list here. I mean, Splatoon Two, obviously, Mario Plus Rabbids looks really good. It's been it's been an all time year for games, hasn't it? I think I mean, so. I, re- yeah. I I really really want to play Cuphead as well. But oh yeah, because we played it. Yeah, same. Yeah, if that weren't <laughs> such an exclusive to Xbox. Oh, it's been damn good. It's been. I mean, damn Injustice Two is a really really good game, and do you know what I mean? Reviews of it have been high everywhere. It's not just me that's enjoyed it. <laughs> that that I think also deserves an honourable mention that didn't didn't quite make the list. 
as as we've seen too. But yeah, I mean, all they're all they're all really good games. But that's a, I think that's a good top five that good, well encompasses uh, the the joint feeling of the team. <laughs> uh, if, if right. you know what I mean. Well, it's been a bit of a longer one, but it is an end of the year. Can one. I just very quickly? Uh, I just wanted to because I did compile a top five as, as we normally do. I just very quick. I'm not even going to talk about them. I just want to mention it. Um, top five games I played this year that didn't necessarily come out this year. Mine would have been Doom at number five on the PS4, which I loved. Um, Splatoon two at number four. Then Inside on the PS4, which I loved, a game that came out last year, like Doom. Um, Super Mario Odyssey at number two, and Breath of the Wild at number one. That that would have been my top five. Go on, Al. <laughs> Unless anyone okay, else has well, any honourable mentions or anything else they want to pitch. Doesn't sound like it. Okay, <laughs> so there is only one thing left. Clive, it's Gulpy Mitt. Hit it. It's what? <laughs> Plug Gulpy time Mitt? backwards, baby. Oh, Gulpy Mitt. <laughs> yeah. Not that Christ. I still look. That's Plug Time Backwards, is it? Wow, okay. Let's put it forwards. Plug time! At Stick Around Cast on Twitter, stickaroundpodcast.com on the interwebs if you want to look at pictures of us. Um, I also might doing some start doing like some little write-ups on there. Uh, so I might do write up my top five list on there. If I can be asked, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> Twitter, I've already said Twitter. Stickaroundpodcast at gmail.com if you want to send us an email. If you want to send us your top fives, we'll read them out. That'll be exciting. That's whether you want it for films, music, games, whatever. Slash stick around on Patreon if you want to throw some money our way. Facebook.com slash stick around podcast. You can find us on any podcast app, as far as I'm aware, by just by searching for stick around. Subscribe. That's the main thing we want you to do. Tell your friends. Give us five star or one star reviews on iTunes. Nothing in the middle, please. And that is it, I think. Right, okay. I believe we will be back with a top five... Well, it could be anything, really, depending on how easy we can get people together. Yeah. Um, we shall see. I'm not going to promise anything there. I like. I liked the format. It was good. <laughs> it was, <laughs> yeah. Well done, Clive. I'm excited. Well, I just nicked it off another podcast, so, yeah. which I won't name. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Uh, come back next time for our next top five of 2017. Um, hopefully we'll be able to get a Michael Johnson and James Cable involved. Yeah, hopefully. We shall see. That would be excellent. Right. Cool. Hasta la vista. Enjoy your 2018s, you sexy, yeah, sexy if people. I can, uh, if I can just interject, what I would say is peek behind the curtain. We're recording this on uh, New Year's Eve. So may I take the opportunity to say Happy New Year to you guys and Happy New Year to the listeners as well. Yes, thanks Thank for you, listening. Happy New Year to you too. And a, uh, let's, let's hope for a non-nuclear... Heavy 2018. And a good gaming 2018. <laughs> Although, I'd be surprised <laughs> if it competes with this. Ooh, yeah. It's going to be hard. What were you all, what we all looking forward to in 2018? Ooh, good Games one. Wise. Good one to throw out. Yeah. Um, I don't actually know because I tend to wait for things to come out and then... I don't know what... There's, isn't. I think PS4 is going to have a strong year, isn't it? If all the stuff that they claim is going to come out uh, comes out, such la- as The Last Red of Us Dead. 2, I think, is yeah. my big one. Red what Dead 2, saying? Last of Us 2. Um, okay. Al said The Last of Us 2. Oh, right, oh yeah. sorry, yeah. I mean, it's Red Dead Red Dead 2 for me. I mean, I'm will. i I'm kind of looking forward to Last of Us 2, but, I mean, if Red Dead does everything it's supposed to do... Whoa. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for Red Dead 2. Uh, Flux, Flux, have you got anything... In, is there anything particular big coming out on the old X-Bone? <laughs> um, I mean, 
I'm I'm a bit like you, Clive, that I like to sort of wait um wait and see what's coming out. In terms of things I've heard of, I'm actually probably most excited, like L for Last of Us Two. Because mm. really, really I, I, I reckon it's going to so, get delayed, as as many people did. I'm not, <laughs> yeah, not claiming absolutely. like I'm some sort of. I'm a, yeah, well, I really enjoyed it, but no one else has really heard of it. I appreciate it. it's one of the biggest games of all time. So. <laughs> 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 cool. Excellent, cool, cool. See you next time, guys. Hasta Thank la vista. Stick around. Stick around. Stick around. Stick around. Thank you all for listening Rest assured that you have found The best podcast in the universe It's Stick Around